0: started with our service. We have a special service tonight. Lots of moving parts, um, but uh, all of them, all of them very good. We're meeting in here this evening um, for our covenant commitment service. This is our family gathering, and so we will have what we normally have in our family gathering, which is, um, uh, we'll talk about, uh, we we'll have a members meeting, we we'll talk about um, uh, our finances, we'll hear our minutes from our last, uh, our last meeting. We have uh, 12, 13 people that we need to vote in tonight in membership. Um, and I'll read their names whenever we, uh, whenever we get there. Um, then we'll sing. Um, and then I'll come up and do the normal covenant uh, commitment service. Um, which is basically, uh, I'll talk about how, how important the church is. And then why we do what we're doing tonight. So there are 14 people, um, that are going to participate in the first part of the covenant commitment service. I'll read their names. I'll explain all of this whenever we get there. But, you know, as we normally do, I'll read their names. They've presented themselves, uh, to be members of Timberlake Baptist Church. Um, and, uh, and they'll, they'll come, they'll stand before you. Um, we'll ask them two questions and, and they can, uh, they answer each of those questions as a group. Um, with uh, with yes, if they're willing And then I have you as a congregation stand up And commit yourself to them And then we read our church covenant together And we end our, our service with uh, the Lord's Supper um, After that, uh, we will have a new members reception So over in Ministry Center 1 There's some refreshments and goodies And um, we want you to go over there and meet uh, the new folks If you haven't had an opportunity Some of you probably know them They're probably in your Sunday school class Or uh, small group or otherwise So I encourage you to go over there And get some um, refreshments uh, If you're not hungry Or after you get those refreshments And meet them We have two tables that are set up over here That we need to uh, um, Put some candy in some bags Along with, uh, um, with some, some cards Which is some gospel literature And some information about uh, Timberlake Baptist Church And these are going to be used At the two, uh, two locations um, this week, um, and so um, it's it's uh, it, if you're willing to do that, please do. The guys will be over there showing you what to do. There's some specific instructions. Everything that's there, uh, you need. Um, you can start there, file out, go get something to eat, come back. We just, as long as all those places are filled, and we'll get the bags done uh, really quickly. And I thank you for uh, uh, for your service. So. With that, let me open up in prayer and then I'll walk you through each of those, uh, those components tonight and we will rejoice in the, uh, in the Lord together. So let's pray. Father, I come before you this evening and I just thank you for the privilege to be part of um, your church. I thank you for the way that that, that, that happened. Um, my sin was imputed... To the Lord Jesus Christ, he took my sin upon himself, the one who was sinless. And then on the cross, you dealt with that sin. And yet, Lord, that was only half of the equation. Um, if you only transferred my sin to Christ, the penalty of it, then I would be an innocent man, but it would still not be in heaven. Um It is only the just, it's only the righteous that will be in heaven, and I am not righteous. And so the other half of the equation took place. Not only did you impute my sin to Christ, you imputed His righteousness to me. You credited me with His righteousness and credited Him with my sin. And Lord, You you did that for all of us in here tonight. That's the the amazing exchange, the substitutionary um, aspect of the gospel. That Jesus stood in our place, um, both living the life that we should have lived, earning the way into heaven, and dealing with your wrath that we so so rightly deserve. So we praise you, and I thank you, Father, for this church. There is a a universal church, um, past, present, and future, made up of all of the the redeemed in in Christ, but. But this is a a local body Um, you have called us, commanded us to gather together as a local assembly, a visible body. And that's us. Um, And it's a privilege to be part of Timberlake Baptist Church. So praise you for that. Father, bless everything that we do tonight as we sing and as we speak and um, as we, we hear and as we participate and as we serve you even at the end of the service. May you be glorified in all things. Fill us with your joy, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, you can go ahead and take up the offering. And I am going to um, ask Joyce to come up and read our minutes as they are, are doing that from the last family gathering.
1: These are minutes of Timberlake Baptist
0: Church monthly business meeting, September the 23rd, 2018. Chesterfield opened the business meeting at 6.04 p.m. The minutes of the August 26, 2018 monthly business meeting were approved as read. The
1: treasurer's report given by Tom Gossler was also approved as read.
0: Gabriel Hooper was received into Watch Care membership by a voice vote of those present. A letter of transfer was granted to Dottie Sumner to Heritage Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia, and Caleb and Christina Walker to Crossroads Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia. The meeting closed at 6.15 p.m. Any questions on the minutes? Thank you. We'll let those stand approved as read. And we will be getting you a financial report um, next business meeting. So uh, I have 12 people that I need to present to you for membership um, tonight, one of the things that that we believe because the Bible teaches is called regenerate church membership um, thank you you going to move that out of the way? I appreciate that um, we you don 't go to heaven by being part of the church um, you become part of the church through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we take the commitment that we make to one another. Um, seriously. Um, and under, we understand we're imperfect. We're all sinners. We'll sin against one another. In fact, I think that's one of the best ways that the gospel is put on display. When you sin against a stranger, you can avoid them and they can avoid you. But when you sin against another believer that sits beside you on the pew Sunday after Sunday, then you're forced to actually apply the gospel. Um, you reconcile. You let love cover a multitude of of sin. So when I say a commitment, I don't mean that, that this is some extra biblical, um, you know, uh, appendage to the gospel. It's Christ alone. We're the ground is level at the foot of the cross, as we say. Uh, but having come to Christ, um, we gather together and and we we associate with with one another. Um, and the Bible tells us to to love one another and to uh, forgive one another tells us to discipline one another it tells you to obey your elders your leaders it tells the elders of this church to keep watch over your souls and we can't do that and you can't do that if we don't know who you are and so that's the purpose uh, for tonight so i'm going to read the names of these individuals that that are coming into membership of timberlake baptist church and then i'll ask for a motion in a second to receive them and then we'll um we will vote uh, uh to to receive them we manage our uh, our role and so the first on the list is Caleb and Jacqueline Clark they're coming by statement of faith and they have completed all of the steps in uh in the membership process uh Nathaniel Gentry is also coming by statement of faith he's also completed all of the steps Andrew Godden is coming for WatchCare membership. He's also completed the process of membership. John Goring, uh, WatchCare, completed all the the steps. Nathaniel Hothcote, also WatchCare, completed all the steps. Sarah Hensel is coming by statement of faith. She's also completed all of the steps for membership. Ethan Pratt. Is coming for watch care. He's completed all of the, the steps. Uh, Mark and Michelle Rasnick, statement of faith, and uh, we've submitted a letter to their previous church, and their membership will be changed to a letter once we receive that. But they're they're being voted in tonight on uh, the basis of statement of faith. David Richards uh, has completed all of the steps. Uh, Michaela. Uh, Vogel is also coming in watch care and has completed all of the steps. Now, when I say have completed all the steps, that means that they've, they've presented themselves, they, they've indicated they desire to be members of Timberlake Baptist Church. Um, they either come by, by statement of faith, personal profession of faith in, in Jesus Christ, um, through baptism, or by, by letter. And so these that have been presented to you tonight, they've also met with somebody of our membership committee and we've heard their, their salvation testimony and they've affirmed that they've been baptized by, uh, by immersion. Uh, and then they've taken uh, our new member class, which is uh, uh, a Saturday morning um, where they get to hear about our, our doctrine, our statement of faith or uh, just what the church is all about. And now they're being presented to you um, as, a, as a vote And so from the, from the pastor's standpoint um, We have no reason uh, not to recommend any of these uh, to you And so we do And um, if you don't know who these individuals are You'll be able to meet them afterwards Those who are here uh, And then you also should look on the board That's out there in the hall Because their pictures will be there So you'll be able to associate a name a name with a, with a face, and then you obviously see them appear at the end uh, of the service. Um, so I'll receive a motion and a second. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Ashton. Tom first, Ashton second. Um, all in favor to receive these into the membership of Timberlake Baptist Church say Amen. amen. Any opposed? Praise the Lord. That concludes our business uh, session for uh, for tonight. And I'll invite Pastor Stephen up. There he is for some singing.
1: This morning we got the chance to sing of God's glory, His grace, um, our faith in Christ, and Scripture alone being our firm foundation tonight is all about Christ alone and so we're going to sing hallelujah what a savior together as well as God of grace let's stand together you've been cleansed, forgiven, made secure in Christ, all your fears now confounded, and your hope is ever sure. We're going to sing those words here tonight, God of grace. God of grace, amazing wonder.
0: The church, Um, and I do because because God loves it, and I hope that's the way that I hope that's the way that you feel. Um, I think that we say we we love the church. I I, I hope we say that. I think people probably uh, more more easily say they love Jesus. But whenever you say you love Jesus, you're saying you love the church because the Bible says that the church is the body of Christ. And as I heard Adrian Rogers say one time, if you say you love Jesus and you don't love the church, then, then you, you basically love a, a headless Savior, and that's not possible. So the church is the body of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I love the church. Um, I love it because, because God does. And as frustrated as I get with the church at large, uh, as a whole, evangelicalism, and those kinds of things, as much as as frustrated I get with uh, with with the body of Christ here at Timberlake, which I am part of, because we are sinners and unredeemed, I'm very careful about about what what I say and what I think in my mind and in my heart, because. When I speak against the church, when you speak against the church, you're speaking against the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. The church has been purchased by His own blood. He loves the church, so so take great care. Even as as I wrote to you the, the letter at the seventy fifth that, that Spurgeon talked about, uh, the quote from from Spurgeon, how we speak about um, the church is a is a very is a very serious. Thing. I love the church because God loves the church. He declares in the Bible that the church is the body of Christ. It's Christ's body. Um, the, the, the Bible declares that the church is his bride. Um, Jesus is coming back. He's coming again for his church. And if you're part of that, he's, he's coming for you. Isn't that, isn't that an encouraging thing? John chapter 14, Jesus says to his disciples. Let not your heart be troubled. You know why. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Because I'm coming again. And uh, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place, I'm coming again. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring you with me to where I am. And it's a, it's a, it's a wedding picture. The, the, the church was betrothed to the Son. And the Son came and purchased the church with His blood on the cross. And then he's going away to his father's house, just as a Jewish wedding would have taken place, and he's preparing a room. He's, he's preparing a place in his father's estate for, for us, for the church, and he's coming back to get his bride and to take his bride to the celebration that we call the marriage supper of the Lamb. And that's why we should not be troubled, because our groom is coming back for us, and there's no question of whether he will. It might be painful to wait on him, but he's coming. The church is the bride. And as we heard this morning, the church is also the building. We are the temple of God. It's a it's an amazing thing when you watch the, the progression of of God's plan of redemption and revelation. And 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 you know it goes from Abraham, you know, to to Isaac. And then it goes through the patriarchs to Moses, to an entire nation, to Christ. And all of the promises there, you watch the progression of the covenants, the Abrahamic covenant, and um, then the Mosaic covenant, the Davidic covenant, and, and and the New Covenant. But have you ever thought about the progression of the, of the presence of God? God and man had perfect fellowship together in the garden. Of course, there was... The Bible says that that they walked in the cool of the day together, the presence of God, and 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 Adam and Eve, and you know, sin broke that, and and it's and and then you see God speaking to man, God coming to man, but but there's not this, the presence of God is is no longer on a, a daily basis from the standpoint of, of we would think, and in the fellowship, the fellowship is 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 broken, and then Moses comes along, God appears to Abraham in, in visions, and He talks to Abraham in dreams and those kind of things. But it's not until Moses and the law is given that the presence of God comes into the tabernacle. The tabernacle is moved around. It's not permanent. That's one of the purposes of the law. Before Christ comes, before the, the, the promised one comes that will take away sin, the law has to regulate an unholy people People that that are yet to be completely cleansed and redeemed, completely sanctified through the blood of Christ. The blood of bulls and goats has to regulate these these sinful people in the presence of a holy God. This holy God is now in the tabernacle. And then that moves from the tabernacle to the temple, right? There's a permanent dwelling for God that David wanted to build. Solomon ends ends up building. And one of the breathtaking things about the New Testament is now the presence of God will take up residence in, in the church and in you as, a, as an individual. Um, we are His building, as we heard this morning. Christ is, is the chief cornerstone. He's the one that sets the plumb line for that, for that new building of God. And each one of you are stones being added to that building, imagery that the Bible gives. And you claim, greater is he that is in me than he that is, is in the world. And that's a wonderful, a wonderful truth. And the Holy Spirit is a, is a down payment, is a deposit, is a, is, a, is a foretaste. And Christ comes again, we will be completely redeemed and in perfect fellowship with him all the time. We'll be in his literal presence. And so there is the progression of, of, of God with man. I love the church because it has His blessings. We pray and ask God bless our food and bless our labors and bless our endeavors. And, and there are Christian missions and Christian parachurch organizations and, and business people that are Christians, and they pray for God's blessing, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I hope you do pray for God's blessing. But did you know the church is the only thing that God promised would always have his blessing upon it? The church is plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G through Z. It's it's his plan. It's how he's going to reach the world. And you're you're part of that. It has his blessing. And the church is also Christ's reward. Did you ever think about that? What does Jesus get for his suffering? I mean, you we're we're coming up on the cross, we're coming up on on this this confrontation, we're in the middle of the confrontation. Jesus declares His authority. The, the, the scribes and the Pharisees, they challenge His authority. And He's going to give them three parables, telling them that they're, that they're displaced for, for someone else. And then they're going to ask Him three more questions, trying to trap Him up. And then He pronounces the woes. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. And then you're at the cross, basically. The rejection is completed in His death. And um, we're right in the we're right in the middle of that. And so we're going to walk through the, the crucifixion and the mocking and the rejection and our Savior being being spat upon and and see him agonizing in the garden over sin and sweat like it were, great drops of blood and and how in in that moment, as he hung on the cross, he bore, all of the condensed wrath of God for, for sinners. And on the, in that moment, He absorbed eternal hell for each of you and for all of the sins that you ever committed. Um, what a horrible thing our Savior went through. He, he, he went through that um, despising the cross, but looking forward to, to what was coming. What does He get for doing all of that? You say, well, spiritual." say, well, glory. Yeah, he gets exalted. He's, he becomes, you know, the, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's the centerpiece of heaven. But did you know that what the Bible says that Christ gets for that suffering is, is you and me? We are his reward, a people from every tongue and tribe and nation, Jew and Gentile. There's a people that will be given to Christ... And they are the reward that's due His name for His suffering. Now, I don't know about you, but I think Jesus got a pretty raw deal in that. I get Christ and the forgiveness of my sins, and He gets me? Are you kidding me? And yet, that's exactly what the Bible says. We are His reward. Um, And so we live for the One who died for us, And we just celebrated 75 years of experiencing all of those things, being His body, His bride, His building, His blessing, His reward. And the church is all, of, is all God's idea. Um, if it was man's idea, I mean, you want an, uh, an example of what the church would look like, the concept of the church would look like if man designed it? Well, you could just look at Islam or any other ism or religion out there. There would be works that you would do. There would be, there'd be hoops that you would jump through. The books would be, would be sanitized, and all of the people would, would look like little superheroes never doing anything wrong. There, there would be big fancy words and, and all of that, and, and yet you don't find any of that in the church or, or in the Bible. Um, the apostles that Christ chose were, were nobodies, were everyday average Joes, as they say, Peter, a fisherman. Um, and the warts and all are in the Bible. Peter denies the Lord three times. And then Peter is the one who preaches the message of Pentecost. That's the grace of God. God has chosen that the gospel, the treasure you would contain in an earthen vessel, in a clay pot. Why? So that we wouldn't get the glory, but that He would get the glory. That the glory of Christ would would shine through the cracks in, in you and in me, so that He might be that he might be glorified, and the church is God's idea, and and that's one of the evidences that it's God's idea. We wouldn't have designed it that way. In Matthew 16, Jesus founded the church. He tells Peter, based upon his profession, that he's the Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He says, upon this rock I will build my church. That's upon this confession. The gates of of hell, of Hades, will not prevail against it. It will it will triumph over the grave because of what Jesus did. He's the possessor of my church. He says, I will build my church. It's not this Timberlake's not mine. It's not yours. It's not the seventy-five year of history of, of people that have that have come and gone. It's not the past. It's not the present. It's not it's not the future. That's not the owner. And Jesus says this is my church. He's the builder. I'll build it. It has an unshakable foundation upon the rock of the gospel, not on popes or councils or creeds or or anything else. And it has the absolute assurance of indestructibility. You want to be part of something that will never fail and that will never fade away? Be part of the church of Jesus Christ because the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Ephesians chapter 3 says, even tonight as we are gathered here, think about this that the church displays the wisdom of God, the manifold wisdom of God. And we are, even tonight, this very minute, a display to angels. And God's wisdom is put on display. How is His wisdom put on display? By saving you. And the angels marvel. And I would probably marvel too if I could see me and you from an angelic perspective. I'm not... Sure how that was wise, but Lord, you're wise. And the entire wisdom of God through the gospel work is is put on display. And every person in the body of Christ is part of that. It's important. And they're needed. Ephesians 4 goes on to say that, that the saints are equipped by the gifts that Christ gives to his church, pastors, and teachers for the work of service, for the work of ministry. So you're equipped, so you do the work. What's the work? It's, it's building one another up with the truth into maturity. So you're all part of that process. Each of you have a spiritual gift. Each of you have a part to play in the church. My part is to equip you. Your part is to take that equipping and then put it into practice. And then we all build one another up together. And so because of all of that we, we we gather tonight and we have a special time of commitment and uh, we bring in a new group, the members of Timberlake uh, to Timberlake and tonight we'll all affirm our commitment to one another we'll we'll read our church covenant together and then we'll have a time of fellowship afterwards after we take the after we take the Lord's Supper and um, The Bible is very clear that he didn't intend you or me to live the Christian life alone. In fact, it's impossible to obey all the commands of the New Testament and not be part of a local church. You cannot practically love one another, forgive one another, serve one another, and not be part of a local church. And I say this every time I understand. You know, there's probably uh, some guy out in the middle of the jungle somewhere in the Amazon that... He's the only one, and a gospel tract fell out of an airplane, a missionary airplane, and he picked it up and somehow figured out how to read it, and God converted him in the middle. Well, what about him? How could he be part of the church? You're not in the Amazon. You're in Lynchburg, Virginia, and you've got 400 churches in Lynchburg, Virginia. And God has called you to be part of this one and to take that commitment very seriously. Amen. Amen. And John 17:3 says, The whole reason that you and I were saved is so that we can know God and we need one another to know God. We don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together so we can provoke one another to love and good works. It's not about going to church to go to heaven. You go to church because you're going to heaven, because you need one another to provoke you to love and, and good works. You need church. You, you need the gathering and you do that to give him him worship, and you use your spiritual gifts. You make much of the fruit of the Spirit, which can't be exhibited. Most of it can't be exhibited in isolation. Things like kindness and love are pretty tough to manifest uh, in isolation. We display that fruit in the church, and it's a privilege to be part of the of the body of christ so i'm going to read the names and i'm going to ask you whenever i read your name if you would just come and just stand up here and face the face the church you won't be here but just a minute and then i'm going to ask the church to stand and face you you all come together so this is not a a one-on-one isolation kind of thing this is the entire group and then the entire group of the of the body And what we're doing is a statement of significance. To do this publicly gives us an opportunity to sense the seriousness. Um, I understand we like to hide in the shadows. I I was petrified to speak publicly. I'd rather write a 10-page paper than speak publicly. And God has a sense of humor. And he may call you to speak publicly for him and help you overcome that. So I understand. Um, But there's there's a sense of seriousness that that they're standing before you and you're standing before them. It's also a statement of commitment. Um, it's one thing to say that you want to be part, you want to, you're attending. It's another thing to say, I want to be a member, meaning I want, I'm willing to be held accountable and to hold others accountable, and it's a statement of submission on that behalf. Um, the two questions that I'll ask you are, are you willing to commit yourselves to this church body? Follow its leaders, support it in the furtherance of the gospel with your service, uh, regular giving and attendance. And the second question is, will you be willing to be held accountable by this body and submit to its authority of Scripture? Submit to it as it submits to the authority of Scripture. And will you hold others accountable in it? And I'll ask you if you're willing to do that. And then I'll ask the church to to commit to you. So that's what's in front of us. So if I read your name, uh, would you just come and... Stand up here, start about this way, and, and uh, come along. Um, Nathaniel Gentry. Andrew Godden. John Goring. Caleb and Jacqueline Clark. Isaac Harkness. Natalie Hathcote. Sarah Hensel. Gabriel Hooper, Ethan Pratt, Mark and Michelle Rasnick, David Richards, and Michaela Vogel. Amen. I'm going to ask you all two questions. You just heard them, and if uh, you're willing... To affirm them, just say, I, I will, and you can say that all together. And then I'll ask the church to affirm something similar to you. Are you willing? You presented yourself as members of the Timberlake Baptist Church. Or are you willing to commit yourself to this body, to follow its leaders, to support it in the furtherance of the gospel with your service, regular giving in attendance? If so, answer I will. Second question Are you willing to be held accountable? By this body as it submits to the authority of Scripture. That's our ultimate authority. And also be willing to hold others accountable to that same Scripture. Um, If so, answer, I will. Church, would you stand? Members of Timberlake Baptist Church, would you stand? Church, will you commit yourselves to these before you, to receive them, to serve them as brothers and sisters in Christ, and to hold them accountable and held accountable by them, as it would please the Lord? If so, answer, we will. Amen. Now, all of you that are up front, you turn facing me. So we're all facing the same direction. That's exactly right. And we're going to read our church covenant together. Here we go. Having been led, as we believe, by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus as our Savior and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, we do now in the presence of God, angels and this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love, to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge, holiness, and comfort, to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines, to contribute cheerfully and regularly to the support of the ministry The expenses of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. A lot of symbolism in that, and it's purposeful. They face you, you face them, and then we all face and recite our covenant together. I'm going to now invite the the pastors and deacons up, and we are going to participate in the Lord's table together. And I'll tell you, you do not need to be a member of Timberlake Baptist Church to participate in this. Um, But you should be born again. There is no grace magic in the wafer or in the juice, this is this is a memorial, this is a remembrance of what's already happened in you and you don't want to eat or drink damnation to yourself. So you don't want to pretend or participate in something that, that hasn't happened to you. So you're testifying in this meal that Jesus is your Savior, that, that He shed His blood for you and that you're part of His body. and you are looking forward to, to him coming. And so, if if you've repented and believed, if Christ is your Savior, then then you're free to you're free to participate uh, in in the table tonight. Um, and I'm going to ask the men to prepare for the bread, if they would. They get passed out. Jim Warner, would you pray for the bread? Amen. You may pass the bread.
1: Torn for you, eat and remember the wounds that heal, the death that brings us life, pay the price to make us one.
0: Apostle Paul said, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may take the bread. The Bible says in the same way he took the cup so we'll do the same we'll pray for the cup tuug would you mind praying for the cup please Amen. May it pass.
1: The blood that cleanses every stain
0: After he took the cup, Jesus said these words. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. You may remember the Lord. And he says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But after a man examining himself, he is to eat the bread and drink the cup. And he says, So then, my brethren, when you come together and eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that you will not come together in judgment. And Paul says, the remaining matters I will arrange when I come. And there's the life of the church, the Lord's table in the life of the church. And we do it until the Lord comes, because He's coming again. Amen? And He's coming for me, and I hope He's coming for you. You're part of the body of Christ. By faith, He, he will. Well, um, we're getting ready to disperse. And so, is you guys have any instructions for the tables over here? And you want me to you want me to wing the instructions? All right, wing it. That's a dangerous thing, huh? Yeah, I'm going to let the new members go. So I want to say if uh, maybe you do it this way. Um, I'm going to let the new members go to the room. So if you if you stood here and were part of the service, and once you go ahead and get up. And I want you to go to Ministry Center Classroom One. And uh, we'll follow you in just a moment. You can do that right now. Um, and if you have family with you, they're welcome to go. They're welcome to go as well. Now, uh, if you weren't part of a service, then I want you to go fellowship with them. But we also need some folks to come over here and do the tables. So I would say. If you want to do the tables first, just go there and you'll see a station. Take a station, fill up every station. The rest of you go uh, and fellowship. And then when you're tired of stuffing candy, then somebody no doubt will be there to fill in and you can go fellowship as well. Amen?